Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream. I'm Viola. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about movies with characters that embark on a fantastic journey. Without further ado, let's get into the first new movie we're going to talk about today: Body Shop, the ghost of a young soldier who bids farewell to his mother and travels the world to see his transgender sister by possessing living bodies. He meddles with the romances of unfaithful lovers along the way in Taiwan, Japan, Spain, and Thailand. He meets a soulmate in the massive protests of Hong Kong, and they take shelter in a disguised garage, where human bodies are treated in a way beyond moral limits. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Hong Kong movie. It's going to be released in Taiwan, but I don't think it's going to be released in North America. So if you are interested in it, but you're in North America, maybe you will have to wait when it's released on some streaming services. Actually, from the title of the movie and the poster and the description I read, it gives me a feeling that this is a very scary. Ghost movie, or it's very brutal. But actually, after listening to the introduction just now, I feel that it's kind of warm. I mean, the protagonist is a soldier who got raped by his supervisor, who he likes very much, and that's the reason why he commits suicide. He then becomes ghost. That's how he starts his fantasy journey through possessing live bodies. In the introduction we just heard, we know that he goes all the way to see his transgender sister, but actually he meets a superstar in Japan. He follows the superstar to Barcelona to meet a DJ Daniel, but I'm not sure whether Daniel is. The soldier's boyfriend or the superstar's boyfriend, but anyway, he also punishes somebody who cheats on his partner, and then finally meets his transgender sister in Bangkok, Thailand. Afterwards, he arrives in Hong Kong, saving a musician who doesn't want to live anymore with another ghost. It actually sounds pretty inspiring, isn't it? The story of Body Shop actually comes from Gaoshong in Taiwan. In the movie, we get to see the ghost protagonist visit the mecca for suicide in Japan, the Tree Ocean, and visit Barcelona, Bangkok, and Chiang Mai in Thailand. So actually, just following the ghost protagonist in this movie, we get to travel around the world. How nice it is! So if you're someone who likes Hong Kong movies, I recommend you to watch Body Shop this weekend. Now let's move on to the second new movie we're going to talk about today: Mulholland Drive. Successful Hollywood movie director Adam Kiesher is facing problems in both his personal and professional、so、life. His wife is openly cheating on him. She's kicking him out of their house in the Hollywood Hills. For his latest film, he is being threatened to cast the female lead with the actress of the their、car. choice. That actress, who he will only know at the time she auditions,、yeah. is facing unknown but severe consequences by the unknown forces backing her 
if he doesn't comply. Meanwhile, white-eyed Betty Elms has just arrived in Hollywood from her home in Canada to begin an acting career. She's staying at her Aunt Ruth's apartment while Aunt Ruth, who also works in the business, is away on a film shoot. Initially believing she a friend of Aunt Ruth, Betty discovers a young woman in the apartment. She, calling herself Rita, suffering from amnesia and just taking refuge in the empty apartment and seeing Aunt Ruth leave. They come to the belief that Rita has suffered a concussion, most likely from a vehicle accident that took place alone nearby Mulholland Drive. From what they discover in Rita's purse, which precludes them from involving anyone else, least of all the police, Betty decides to help Rita discover who she really is. When Betty and Rita stumble across a dead body in following the lead, Adam, Betty, and Rita's collective stories begin to merge and take on surreal qualities. However, the direction of that surrealism arguably backward and not forward. What are you doing? Get out of the car. Wow, the introduction was so long, but it didn't give out spoilers. Just the basic background information of this classic movie. Yes, the second new movie we're going to talk about today is actually a classic re-release. It's a French-US collaboration. People say that Mulholland Drive is the most famous and the best work that director David Lynch has ever made. So I'm pretty sure if you haven't seen it just like me, you probably at least hear about it. In this movie, David Lynch uses his usual style and all kinds of unique or weird characters to lead his audience into a blurry boundary between a fantasy and reality building up a super big maze. It was selected by BBC as the first place in 100 movies of 21st century. So this time, it's released in 4K version. Basically, the stories about a dream, a car accident, and two exciting experiences. Or you can say it's a mystery, a sad dream, and a love story. There are people who also say that Mulholland Drive is a movie that exists for 21st century by David Lynch. It has the most discussed ending in the film industry. Of course, the length is two hours and a half, a little bit long if we look at it with the standard nowadays. But actually, films back then are always long. So the whole film itself is like a dream that you can't be awakened from. As we heard in the introduction, for Rita, she stumbled all the way down the mountain into Los Angeles and sleeps in an apartment with no person inside. So for her, she's not bothering anyone. Yes, indeed, she sees Aunt Ruth goes out, and that's the reason why she enters the house. But she forgets everything after the car accident, so you can't really blame him. And it's really nice of Aunt Ruth's niece that she helps Rita to find out who she really is. So if you haven't seen Mulholland Drive like me, 
Maybe you can try to grab a chance to go to the movie theaters in Taiwan this weekend and enjoy the fantastic journey director David Lynch provided us. Now, before we move on to Top Double O Seven and talk about two other movies that are related to a fantastic journey, let's review the top three from last week first. There were two top threes: Sixty Five and Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Top two was Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and top one, John Wick Chapter Four. There are some new faces on the chart, and the ranking is a little bit different this week. Let's check out top seven to top four first. Top four, Air. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Your motor is. Screen six. You got a problem here, guy? Wow, there are only two movies from top seven to top four this week, so we can imagine that it's a little bit crowded from top three to top one. Among these two movies, I'd like to talk about Air. Although Air is based on the true story, I still put it under the category of fantastic journey because back then the protagonist, starred by Matt Damon. Didn't think he could get a contract with Michael Jordan at all. You know, nowadays when it comes to sports brands, we think about Nike maybe first, and then Adidas, maybe Under Armour, and of course I know Converse is really big, but we don't really think about Converse when it comes to a sports brand, right? But actually, back then, when I say back then, it was like 1980s. I forget. I guess so. Converse was the biggest sneaker brand. It even provided the all-star sneakers for NBA all-star games. Can't imagine, right? And Nike, not even number two. Nike was number three. After Converse, it was Adidas. So back then, everyone wanted to be sponsored by either Converse or Adidas. And Michael Jordan himself preferred Adidas. So Nike was never an option, but after the persistent persuasion and hard work by Matt Damon's character, Michael Jordan and Nike launched the Air Jordan line, and the rest is history. We all know that Michael Jordan has become the best basketball player in the history, and Nike has become one of the best, if not the best, sports brands. It's a really interesting movie to watch. Either you're interested in the history of Air Jordan, or you like sports, you like history, or you just like me, you like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. You can go watch Air. It won't disappoint you. Last but not least, the last section in this episode, I'm going to talk about. I would say maybe the best fantasy journey that you can experience at a movie theater right now. Let's see what we have from top three to top one this week. So top three, his only son. Why Isaac? Because the Lord commands it. Suzume. Top two, Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Figure it out over a drink. Probably best. John Wick. 
Chapter 4. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Top 1. The Super Mario Brothers movie. We're adorable! Oh, I got this. Whoa, it's really crowded. And the Super Mario Brothers movie has moved on to top 1. I really want to talk about it. But I think it will definitely stay on the chart for some more weeks. I'm not so sure about Dungeons and Dragons, although it has been critically acclaimed. But just in case, I'm going to talk about it one more time. Talking about fantasy, magic has to be there. The crew has put out a lot of magic on the shots related to Fantastic Beasts. Of course, I'm not talking about Harry Potter's Fantastic Beasts. But still, there are a lot of shots that are very interesting. For example, there is a one-shot scene of Doric shaping into a fly and going into the castle to listen to some information, but she gets caught, so she needs to escape. Although the whole process of shaping, like whenever she changes her shape, of course, it's visual effects. But the actions themselves are actually performed by stunts who are very good at parkour. And the crew used motion capture technology to capture their movements. This way, the camera and crowds will be able to react on sight. Besides this shot, there's a very fat dragon in the movie. And the movement of this fat dragon is based on how crocodiles, dogs that are too heavy, and seals run and move. I think this is really, really cool. The second thing I want to talk about is that the movie is called Dungeons and Dragons. Even if the dragon's not the protagonist, it should be one of the most important supporting characters, right? And in the game, the rule book has very vivid description and regulation for each dragon. I guess maybe besides the color, the size, they probably even mention where they have a wound or something. So the crew decided to start from this description in the rule book. And then they added their own imagination and creativity hoping that they can create some dragons that are totally different from the audience's expectation. And while they are trying to be creative, they can still keep the traditional spirit and images in the original game so that the players and new audiences will be able to enjoy the movie at the same time. All in all, I think Dungeons & Dragons is really a great fantastic experience you can get at a movie theater. If you like fantasy movies or you just want a very cool experience, I recommend you to watch Dungeons and & Dragons. And if you do, feel free to share your thoughts with me. I'm Viola. See you next week.